Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. God bless America. It's the 4th of July, and I'm here with... Ah, hold on. Yeah, that's a plastic cup full of vodka, motherfuckers. I'm the Ayatollah Alcoholic and Wadley. That's right. We just finished a kick-ass episode with Keith Rockford. Yeah, Keith the Rock Rockford. Keith the Rock Rockford. Great, great uh, review we did with him. And then Ian said, hey, dude, it's the 4th of July. Why don't we do some Van Halen? Let's just talk Van Halen on the 4th yeah, of July. Because they are... The greatest American band ever. Fuck Kiss. Ever, ever. Yeah, fuck Kiss is the fucking ass. Yeah, fuck the second best American band ever. Oh, God. All right, maybe... Who else? Well, who would be the second best? I don't know. Maybe fucking Night Ranger over Kiss. I don't know. Fucking Kiss. Well, Night Which Ranger I... is not bad. You could have picked the worst band in that. No, I like Night Ranger. Uh, you know, but, but uh, they're, they're mediocre at best. I love them, but... Van Halen are fucking gods. They're American fucking gods. So I should say this. I don't know if you caught this little quote today from Mr. Gene Simmons of Kirsch. Uh, he said, and I quote, the only good music to come out of California is the Beach Boys. Wow. This is a guy that discovered Van Halen. This is a guy that was in a band in the 80s that was uh, fronted by a guy that wishes he was David Lee Roth with his stupid 501 raps between songs. The guy fucking Paul Stanley was a real cheap imitation of David yeah. Lee Roth. Well, so was everybody, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, the, the band that you have the biggest YouTube page over. They're a fucking fraud. Well, let me tell you something. You, you gotta start a Van Halen No, you see, you see that? I wish I could, Ian. But do you <laughs> know that YouTube... Believe it or not, banned me for six months for my fair warning review. Wow. Yeah, so Van Halen's off limits, dude. Right, right, because that's a that's a band that the internet cares about. <laughs> Unlike Kiss. Yeah, they let me. Yeah, but then again, Kiss is like, go ahead, bash us, do whatever the fuck you want. We're, you're still promoting us, at least you know. Where Van Halen is like, dude, they got some sticklers running them, them and, and ACDC. Woo! And Prince when he was alive. You couldn't yeah, fuck with yeah. those three, you know? Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So, believe me, if I could have a Van Halen page, I would, but there wouldn't be much to talk about. Because you want to talk about a band that doesn't fucking do anything. You're right, 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 right. Because Van Halen would be a band where you would only be able to talk about the music, where yeah. Kiss, it's all about the fucking costumes. And, and the hypocrisy, and, yeah, and yeah. the fights, and the yeah. drama, and yeah. Vinnie Vincent, and... And, yeah, uh, Van know. Halen. Van Halen just has the best music ever recorded. Uh, you know, Kiss has so much more, yet so much less. <coughs> fuck Kiss. Yeah, fuck Kiss in the fucking ass, dude. It's the Fourth of July. We're talking about fucking Van Halen. I love Kiss. I just hate their fans. Yeah, oh, they're pricks. 
But you know, the, the the cool fans are great. But the ones that attack me, they're not cool, Ian, because they attack me. Yeah, if they attack you, then fuck them. Van, fact... Van Halen fans don't attack me. Now Van yeah. Hagar fans attack me, but that don't count because it's not the same band. Who? 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 I I just I just put a piece of shit on this crystal fucking uh, podcast. I'm sorry. Andy Dick just called Van Hagar fans fags. That's how gay they are. True story. True story. So Van Halen, let me tell you, Ian, because I go way back with this band with the first album. Were were you aware of them in 78? Uh, In 78, I was four years old. Uh, I might have heard a song here or there. My my father was a huge Van Halen fan. Real Van Halen. Not that fucking bullshit that came after. Well, that's not uh, Hagar. It's not Hagar. But, uh, yeah, so I heard it, you know, around the house and all that shit. Uh, but but not to the extent that, I mean, you grew up in the era that they were born and that, you know, the whole everything that is Van Halen. You grew up in the true era. Yes. And my first, my first exposure to Van Halen was... In a magazine, a picture of parachutes with the with a VH on it, which uh, you know, you know the story. Uh, Van Halen played some festival, and four people jumped out of an airplane pretending they were the four members of Van Halen, and the parachutes had VH on it. And then Van Halen came out in parachute gear, but they weren't the ones that actually flew out, jumped out of the plane, which right. is. Genius, you know. Oh yeah, you know that was David Lee Roth's idea because because Jews know how to entertain. Yes. You know, you know they know how to put on a fucking show. Uh, that that that's total David Lee Roth, you know. Uh, where in the Sammy Hagar era, they just came out on stage and bombed. Yeah. You know. With big balloon pants. Yeah. Ugh. And that yeah. fucking mushroom haircut that Sammy Hagar had. Oh, seriously, oh. seriously, how the fuck can you like that? Anyway, uh, but we're here to talk about real. Wait, Van we're Halen. talking about good shit. Here. So that's the, my first exposure to what Van Halen was. I didn't know what they looked like. I just saw parachutes. Right, that's the first time. Then the second, the time I heard their music was Ronnie Hicks. Now Ronnie Hicks is a very important guy in my musical uh, development as a child. Uh, he had Cheap Trick at Budokan before it was in the United States. He bought the import. Uh, and, you know, he turned me on to Zeppelin, Skinners, a lot of shit. He, my, his little brother, Dale Hicks, was like my best friend. But he was the older brother that I didn't really hang out with. But now and then he turned me on to music. And he turned me on to Van Halen going, Ralph, get in my car. I got to show you something. And he, the first thing he played me was Eruption. And at first I was like, dude, that's sped up. And when he's doing the finger tap and I go, what's that? That's a guitar. He goes, no, that doesn't sound like a guitar to me. It just, and then it went into you really got me. And I was like, God, you know, wow. It was like, it was such a rebirth of, of music to me because this was definitely a game changer. There was nothing like it. Nothing. Oh yeah. I mean, cause at the time. You listen to horrible shit like fucking Sticks in Kansas and stuff like that, you know, and then you hear fucking Van Halen. Can you imagine yeah. if I was listening to the Stooges? Yeah, it might not have been as much of a shock. No, it no, was, no, because the Stooges have no talent. Kansas and Sticks do. Oh, okay. Well, Funhouse, okay. In your defense. 
I okay. did I did actually go back and listen to the first one. It's on YouTube and it's pretty good. I don't get the funhouse thing. Anyway, so of course I had him play me the whole thing. Of course, my next lawn mowing money went to get the first Van Halen album. And this was before Van Halen 2. This was 78. Then they came with Black Sabbath to the Hollywood Sportatorium. And I begged my parents that I had to see my favorite band of all time with this fucking new, the newest killer band I ever heard in my life. Because I've never heard a new band that killer in my life. You know, I, I, I discovered Kiss during Rock and Roll Over, Black Sabbath during Paranoid Technically, and you know, you name it. They're a cheap trick, they're in color. So, all my favorite bands at that time weren't exactly new. I didn't, I never had a band I got into from the, uh, the first album until Van Halen. And buying that album, dude, I mean, wow. You want to talk about the soundtrack to 1978 for me? How I played it over and over. And, and then, you know, uh, I remember when uh, Yai, my friend, was like, dude, because back then nobody could touch Jimmy Page in the 70s. Jimmy Page was the greatest guitar player, period, you know? But Yai was the one that said it to me. He was the first one to break the fucking uh, myth. He said, bro, Eddie Van Halen's better than Jimmy Page. And I was like, whoa, 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 hey, hey. Let's not get crazy here. Because you got to remember, when something's brand spanking new, you can't really put it up on the pedestal yet. you got to let it prove itself. But Yai didn't want to wait. And Yai was right in retrospect because Edward Van Halen is, in fact, the greatest guitar player ever. Ever. And Van Halen 1 is so organic natural and I also remember what a pain in the ass it was for me because one of my speakers didn't work so I wouldn't hear the solo of uh, Running with the Devil <laughs> you know because you'd hear the solo on one speaker and this and that you hear the rhythm and uh, but man Van Halen 1 floored me and was the game changer not only for me but for music in general it's changed everything you can go back and point that oh no this guy did finger tapping first and that guy and this guy and this guy who gives a fuck none of them did it like edward none of them brought it out like edward edward made it musical Ed edward made it part of his library you know these other people were doing some weird jazz shit that only like five people listen to when they're stoned as fuck in a little smoky club you know what i'm saying Ian? i hear you and the image of Van Halen on top of the sound. These were four, even Michael and they all look cool as fuck. Fucking Alex Van Halen with that fucked up hair. Michael Anthony looks like, you know, the, the, the local drug dealer. You know, Edward the fucking rock star and, and, and David Lee Roth the diamond. You know, the fucking, yeah. you know, the, the focal point. Hell yeah. You know, the, the, you know, the, the god. You know, he, he, he was a fucking guy. And uh, they did, uh, they, they changed my life, man. Van Halen. And yes, hands down, the greatest band. Fuck your, oh, they were born in Dutch. They were formed in America, dipstick. Thank you. Best American yeah. band ever. And you're goddamn right. And that's what we should be talking about on the 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they came here from another land. What? What's more American than that? The true American dream. 
Not the, not this fucking, you know, bullshit dream you have now where you just fuck over all the immigrants and you get them to work for peanuts and you get rich. Well, don't I, I'm, I'm talking about, like, you know, you come here, you bust ass, and you become a success. That's yeah. what the fucking Van Halen brothers did. That's what and, my parents did. They were immigrants. Van Halen were immigrants. You do it yeah. right, you don't have to work for peanuts. You work for peanuts, save your money, and start your own fucking business like my dad did. God bless America. God bless your father, God damn Fuck it. those immigrants that don't want to fucking bust their ass. That's what I say. What Put them immigrant? in cages. What, what immigrants don't want to bust their ass? It's Americans that don't want to bust their ass. Uh, immigrants want to bust their ass. Yeah, get, they, good point. Good point. They, they want to make money. It, 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 it's fucking guys that were born here in Kentucky, like, saying, well, I ain't going to pick fruit. You know, I'm going to collect welfare. No, you, you gotta know, you, you know, gotta be born here with immigrant parents that slap yeah. you around, going, get out there and work this schmuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No immigrants that come over here appreciate America and That's appreciate right. the American dream. Like me. Exactly, exactly. And, and 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 your dad did what he had to do. And that that's what Van Halen's did, man. They came over here from Deutschland, Dutchland, whatever the fuck it is. They said, you know what? We're gonna create the greatest American band of all time, and they did it. Yep. And they fucking did it. So I want to I, I want to dedicate this fucking Fourth of July to all the immigrants who have come over here and have have lived and pursued the American dream in spite of all the obstacles and shit. The people who came over here and busted ass, not the people that were just handed shit and went wham. You know, the people who came over here and busted ass, and Van Allen came over here and busted ass greatest American fucking rock and roll band of all time. Hands down. There's no fucking room for discussion. They are the greatest American hard rock band of all time. And fucking Van so, Halen. Just so you know, Ian, I was born uh, with a... I, I've never talked about this before. I was born with an affliction. Um, my ass did not have a crack until oh. I saw Van Halen. I thought you were going to say you were born a Cuban, you know. I was like, eh, well, you know, kind of an affliction, but, you know. You overcame it. Viva Cuba. Cuba Libre. I love Cuba. English, motherfucker. English. <clears throat> hey, man, you were just praising immigrants, okay? Yeah, I know. They came over here and spoke English. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so tell me, Ian, what, what was your first Van Halen experience? Oh, uh, man. Well, that that is hard to pinpoint, man. That is hard to pinpoint because my, my dad loved Van Halen and would play shit. Uh, but it, I, I don't think it registered as much as, like, you know, it was just, like, music my dad played. It was awesome music my dad played. I think when I when I fully discovered Van Halen, uh, a thousand percent, uh, would be Jump. And what's what's funny is even I remember like one of my first KTEL records, Blast Off, which I still have on vinyl. Uh, I rebought on vinyl, had like Dance in the Streets or some shit like that. But to me, when I honestly one hundred percent discovered Van Halen, would be Jump. And it was just like, wow, wow. You know, and it was a total pack. I saw the video, I saw all this shit, and it was like, this is fucking amazing. You know, my old man's like, yeah, this is the band that, you know, I've been playing, you know, that we go and pick up the album when it comes out. This is Van Halen. These guys kick ass. 
you know, but when, when, when they became my Van Halen was, was jump and it was just phenomenal. And I remember going, you know, like, okay, I got to have this and I got an cassette and played the fucking shit out of it. Oh my God. And then going back and, and, you know, the back catalog, you know, the classic six pack, uh, there is no no finer band. There is no finer front man. I mean, just everything. They, it is everything that epitomizes hard rock. And I, I love what David Lee Roth would call it. David Lee Roth called it big rock. And that's how, like, on iTunes, you can have a category, you know, for them. I put big rock for every Van Halen because that's what it is, dude. It, it's it's not fucking metal. Uh, it's not. It's big rock. It's the most bombastic fucking awesome rock and roll that there is with the greatest guitar player, the greatest front man of all time. It just it gets no bigger than fucking true Van Halen. Uh, and it doesn't get more American. I mean, you got a couple Dutch brothers, you got a fucking Jew, and you got a fucking Polak on bass. Oh my god. I, I mean, but... It is so fucking American, and that is the best thing about America, a melting pot. People coming here, bringing whatever they have, coming here striving for one fucking dream, and that's why they, they, they are the American dream, dude. It's fucking Van Halen, dude. That, 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 that is the shit. That is the shit. It's not this bullshit fucking military parade that's going on today. It, it, it's people coming here striving to make themselves better striving to, to get for a better life and they made not only a better life but the best fucking American rock and roll you could ever hear in your fucking life I mean seriously seriously think about it. what fucking American band has produced better music than Van Halen none is, none. The, is the correct answer Ian thank you none none and you got a Jew a Polak and two Dutch guys you know what's the what's what's the slang for Dutch people? Uh, well, we we didn't we didn't call the, uh, the Jew or the K word, so we might as well just leave it as Dutch guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heineken's. I don't know. Heineken's. There you go. <laughs> two, <laughs> two Heineken's. <laughs> two chain smoking Heineken's. <laughs> but 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 you got to remember, like I think. Their, their dad was uh, Dutch, and I believe their mom was like Filipino or something. Yes, yes, she was. I think. I'm pretty sure. She yeah, was. something definitely a little bit slant-eyed. Yeah, and as an, Amer- I, yeah. as, a, as an American, I can say that slant-eyed. Uh, I think she was like Filipino. So, I mean, there, there's all kinds of fucking... It's a mulligan stew of fucking, you know, awesome fucking hard rock. But, I mean, seriously, can you think of a band that is more American than fucking Van Halen. Nope. That is more like, it kind of sums up what we are. It sums up freedom. Yeah. You know, when you oh lay, when you lay down on the beach and you play Van Halen, there's no right. better band to play on the beach. And what is more free than laying down on the beach and soaking in sun and checking out the hot women, you know, uh, you know being a bum in the sun and you're having fun? You know, and you listen to Van Halen 2, it is the ultimate summer album, and it's the ultimate expression of freedom. That's why Van Halen never really was as big 
in other uh, countries. Yeah, no, and, and that that's true. They they are not they are nowhere near as big in any other country as they are in America because they are pure unadulterated American rock and roll. They really hit the nerve of the United States of America. They hit it. Oh yeah. I mean, they hit it hard. The other way you you could get more American is to pay a Mexican 20 cents to cut your grass. That is the only thing that's more American than fucking Van Halen. Shit, I'm getting ripped off. Oh, really? What are you paying, like 30 cents? No, 250. Oh, shit. But, dude, it's it's quintessential summertime music. Uh, You know, fucking girls living life having a great time i mean it is it is the epitome of what you would consider the american life i mean it's just fucking great I choosing love whiskey over chicks yes yes <laughs> that's you know and that's that you know that's very instrumental too like you know uh it's hard for me to be whipped because i'm such a van halen fan david Lee roth really does encompass that dude you only have one life, man. Don't, 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 don't waste it on one broad. You know, it's like just sample everything in life and fuck as many whores as you want, and love and respect whores because they're awesome. You know, I don't look down on them. I think they're better than oh prudish. Oh, you don't want me to put my mouth on that, do you? You know, fuck that. I think they're whores. And, and the ones that they call whores and such are decent female chicks. Thank you. Well, you know, like a Van Halen song fucking totally sums up what I think about our show. You know, we came here to entertain you. Leaving here, we aggravate you. Don't you know it means the same to me? Don't give a fuck, dude. You and me come here to do our thing. Either like it or you fucking don't. Either way, you get the full buck. And that's what we fucking are, dude, you know? And, oh, god damn. It's so fucking... The best part of America, dude. I can't think of a better way to talk about the 4th of July and talk about America than talk about fucking Van Halen, dude. And, and how sexy the music is. How poetic the lyrics are in a very American way. Uh, you know, David Lee Roth is very much a shithouse poet in the way that Bon Scott is. Uh, you know, the way Steven Tyler is. I mean, this man can turn a phrase uh, like nobody's business. And, and still can. Oh, yeah. Because and still can. some of his most genius lyrics are off that last album. Oh, yeah. Oh, by far. Yep. By far. I, I mean, you, you listen to fucking Stay Frosty. Uh-huh. Dude, that's some of the best lyrics that man's ever written the in his fucking life. Trouble never. Oh my god. I I I mean, I mean that Blow guy. Ahead. Oh. I'm rolling slowly, but I'm still ahead of you. <laughs> How badass is that? Oh man, the, the guy the guy is a fucking poet, an American through and fucking through, and that's what we're honoring today on the Fourth of July. Is is America? For all all its beautifulness and, and and all its ugliness, but there's nothing more American. Like Ted Nugent wishes he was a, it was American as Van Halen. Ted well, he Nugent is, he is pretty good. I mean that classic Ted Nugent shit is some great American hard rock. 
can't oh. complain. Can't cannot cannot defy the shit he did up to fucking uh, Weekend Warriors. Shit, I'll even go up to Screen Dream. All great albums. Oh yeah, but don't 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 get me wrong. I mean, uh, he is very American, but he brings out like. Uh, he he brings out some ugliness in America too. He was he was a little more contained back in the seventies. You didn't really know oh, he was that radical oh, back then. Oh, well, 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 that 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 that's the thing. He he kind of lied about what he was in his stance. You know, like oh, he's gonna write a song called "Good Friends at a Bottle of Wine," but now he's like, oh, if you drink wine, you're a fucking loser and you deserve to die. Right. You know, so so he was kind of like playing on like he knew what people wanted to hear. Don't give me a word. dude. Ted Nugent, amazing fucking guitar player, amazing guitar player, amazing songwriter in the early days. He's lost yeah. it. I admit yeah. he's lost it. Craveman, yeah. Craveman yeah. was a good comeback, but, and, and, but still and, not as good as that early shit. And I, I would never in a million years call Ted Nugent a patriot. I would call Ted Nugent a, uh, a nationalist, and that's way different than a patriot. You know, a patriot. Van Halen are patriots. Van Halen is what America is truly about and what should be about. And just fucking amazing. One of the greatest bands of all fucking time, you know. And if it wasn't for, like, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and Black Sabbath, you know, they wouldn't even have any competition. But when it comes to American bands, sit the fuck down, dude. It's Van Halen time. It's yeah. re, real Van Halen time. That is the greatest American band of all time. It doesn't get any more red, white, and blue. Fucking, you meet a girl and she wants to fuck you. Man, that is the greatest shit of all time. And not only musically, but lyrically. But there is the whole vibe. The whole vibe of Van Halen. And, you it's, know. It's, it's organic. Dude, that's it, why. That's why I prefer the uh, the Adel Maiden. That's why I prefer Sabbath Ozzy. It's that organic, you know. It's from the heart, you know, type of music. That's why Van Halen is so good. I mean, most of those fucking records you listen to, Six Pack, are them playing live in the studio. Yeah. And then Edward would do a little overdubs, but most of it's live. All four of them in the studio jamming, yeah. capturing that magic. And, 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 you know, and that wasn't shit where they like, okay, we, we spend four years thinking about we're, what we're doing. You know, this is just like, okay, we're getting in the room, you know, a couple of weeks and we're going to knock out a record and we're going to knock out a record that's going to change your fucking life. That'll stay fresh forever. Yeah. You know. And, and, and you know what, man? And, and a very big unsung hero is Ted Temple. Oh, fuck yeah. Because, you, know, you know, I mean, nothing against the Zero demos. They're all great. But with Ted Templeman, he honed in that sound. You know, you listen to all those early, like, early versions of those songs that we all know and love that are on the six-pack. Uh, they're not they're not as honed in and as powerful as what Ted Templeman uh, brought out of that band. Oh yeah, well I mean I mean you even go as far as you know to look into you know when when the world came to an end and, and Van Halen broke up. Look, Ted Templeman did the first David Lee Ross solo album, Eat Him and Smile. You know, the first proper studio album. And I he might have done Eat Him and Smile. I mean uh Crazy from the Heat too. But uh but you know, listen to fucking uh Eat Him and Smile. 
it, it's got that sound. And then when Dave went away from Ted Templeman, Dave suffered. You know, Dave knew how to work. I mean, Ted Templeman knew how to work all these guys, their best of the abilities. Whether they liked it or not, you know, and there's classic stories of like, you know, uh, definitely Eddie banging heads with Ted Templeman. But he knew what he was fucking doing, man. And he knew how to bring out the best in these motherfuckers. And, and and to make music that is fucking timeless. I mean, shit, you look at Ted Templeman alone. Look at all the shit he's done. Uh, you know, Doobie Brothers and shit like that. You know, stuff. You know, I, I don't care whether you're into those bands or not. Uh, but it, it, it's music that is very very American, very, you know, stands the test of time. This guy knew how to bring out the best in this fucking band, and, you know, Ted Templeman, to me, you know, he's just as important to that band as any of the four members. Because he yeah. knew what to do, you know? Definitely. He knew how to bring out the best, and, uh, man, I, I, I feel bad for anybody that, that doesn't understand the greatness of Van Halen it doesn't like feel that fucking tickle in your body you, you, you know like, like like when you see a good porno or something your dick gets hard you know and, and you hear this music and it doesn't excite you that way it's to me there's something inside you that's dead because this should awake everything that makes you feel like a fucking horny 14 year old boy uh, you, you know that 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 excitement that that should never leave you that passion that should never leave you that's what i get when i hear van halen dude i never i can't listen to van halen and get sad or get depressed or feel bad and even if it's it's like you know uh god what's the song off fucking um fair warning uh dirty movies no 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 the one about the chick later no, no, the, the one about the chick leaving him. Uh, oh, push comes to shove. Yeah, push comes to shove. Even listen to that, dude. If, if you get depressed, you got a fucking problem. You know, she'll be like, oh, yeah, she left me, but I wanna, I'm want to, i going to find somebody else. You, you know, you should... There's something about Van Halen music that will never allow me to feel bad. Only make me feel good. Only make me feel happy that I'm living on this planet in an era where you can hear this music and uh, you can be uplifted. You can feel positive. Uh, It's just fucking incredible. And the greatness of uh, Edward Van Halen is not only his uh, technical ability on guitar, but the way he would would, uh, play for the song. Here we have the greatest guitar player known to man that can shred any motherfucker under the table. And what does he do for Ain't Talking About Love, the solo? He keeps it simple. Doesn't shred, just goes and it works. He plays for the song. You know, uh, uh, everybody wants some. Listen to that fucking solo. I mean, the guy is a genius more than just a guitar but as a songwriter uh, uh, you know structure then we have Daily Roth putting up you know those amazing lyrics you know like you know might as well bleed for it baby what does that mean who gives a fuck it works I've been to the edge I stood and looked down I lost a lot of friends I ain't got time to mess around 
You know, it's like, what? What does that mean? Who cares what it means? It sounds cool as fuck. And then you have the, the, the extremely underrated drummer that gets overshined because of his brother. But, dude, listen to those Van Halen early albums. That's a signature sound. And what he brought to the band was this rhythmic prowess uh, that was, like, danceable. You know, it wasn't like, you know, straight rock and roll, straight heavy, straight this. Van Halen had a rhythmic special thing to them that it made you want to move. There was so many. And then you have the bass player that's part of one of the greatest fucking backing vocals ever, you know, with Eddie Van Halen. To me, Michael Anthony and Eddie Van Halen's voice together makes that harmony. It's not only Mike. Michael gets all the credit. And, and we all know Eddie can't sing. But what Eddie does with Michael's voice, it creates fucking magic. There's so many elements in Van Halen. And at the same time, it's pretty simple. If you're, you know, if you discount the shredding solos in many songs. Um, it's, it's to the point and it's uh, fucking amazing. And, and, uh, and, you know, we're only on the first album. Um, yeah. The and- first, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and another thing is, uh, you know, what what David Lee Roth brought to the fucking party, uh, you, you know, because he doesn't have what you know most people would consider like you know the classic voice and stuff like that. And there's always talk about like you know, uh, at first Ted Templeman didn't like his voice, Gene Simmons didn't like his voice, and all this shit. But well, Gene, the, Gene did, Bill Lacoin did. But the way he fucking delivers it. And and what he brought, like this old, like Jewish vaudevillian, you know, like sense of comedy and timing, you know, and, and you add something. I mean, I mean, look look at the first album, that whole like ba ba da shuba da wa. That's total David Lee Roth. You wouldn't have that without him. Ice Cream Man, you would not have without him. You know that 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 is stuff that is total quintessential Van Halen uh, and David Lee Roth and when when you didn't have that you didn't have that to Van Halen you just had like some good musicians but with no direction no sense of style no sense of cool you know because Sammy Hagar is not fucking cool he's never been stylish he has none of that shit to bring all he has to do is, is sing behind some good musicians you know, but David Lee Roth had that sense of comic timing, uh, the sense of what something that's so like out of date yet timeless he could bring to it, and that's what made Van Halen. And, and Ted Templeman said that he goes, "They would never have made it without Dave. It doesn't matter how cool and how you know awesome Eddie's guitar playing was, without adding Dave to that mix and bringing that like." something that was missing from everything else in rock you never would have had that and i believe that with all of my fucking heart dude i mean you need eddie and dave together you got the musicality and then you got the showmanship you got the entertainer you got you know the quintessential fucking front man i mean you know and and yeah he was a good looking fucking jew but it doesn't matter if he looked like fucking John Lovitz. The way he delivered the fucking shit, the way he sang about it, 
the way he did his lyrics and everything, that is a fucking front man. That is a rock star. And something that's sorely, sorely missing in today's music. You know, besides the musicality, I mean, who, 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 is, who is a front man like David Lee Roth? Nobody. None. none. He was the best. Uh, I, I witnessed it. You know, I, you know, and I don't want to bring a, a downer onto the show, but, you know, age has uh, diminished Diamond Dave, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, he's no. not, uh, he doesn't have that same charisma, but, dude, I witnessed it, dude. I w- and I would like to talk about it when we get to that album, but we're on the first album, and I would like to now say, what is our favorite and least favorite song off the album, which is extremely difficult because there's not a bad song on here. Oh, wow. Uh, my favorite... And it has a lot to do with seeing it live, uh, on fire. That's my favorite song off the album. My least favorite, oh, Jamie's crying. Hmm. All right. Uh, my favorite, uh, I would probably have to go. And man, this, this is fucking hard. This is hard. I would probably have to go with Running with the Devil. Uh, just because to me it, it sums up every it has every aspect of Van Halen uh my least favorite uh would be Atomic Punk and I love I love Atomic Punk but it was a grower on me uh cause to me it, it sounds totally different than everything else on the album uh, but I, you know I absolutely love the fucking song but yeah yeah fair be run with the devil least favorite Atomic Punk Van Halen 2, the ultimate summer album. Oh, my God, yes. There's no better summer album than Van Halen 2. Um, And, uh, ooh, I came so close to seeing this one at the Miami Highlight, but that went to shit. Um, A little more melodic, uh, a little more commercial, but it still had the pissed-off Van Halen songs. Uh, Dance the Night Away, man. What a perfect single. Uh, love the cowbell intro. Love the drumming on it. And the, what Eddie does, those harmonic type of sounds he does during the solo. Uh, You're no good. Blows away that Linda Ronstadt version, um, which Eddie doesn't like. But they played it live. I love it. I uh, love it. I love. There's not a bad song on this album. This may be even more difficult to pick up. Uh, my least favorite on here than uh, than the first album actually. And, but you know what's funny? My favorite Van Halen albums are in order. Uh, Van Halen one's my favorite, then two, then Women Children First, then Fair Warning, then Diver Down, then 84. You know? I mean, we will talk about the last album, but it doesn't have Michael Anthony. It's not really part of Six Pack. But we still got to discuss it because it's very important. Oh, yeah. But uh, Van Halen 2 is uh, probably the one I play the most out of uh, the six-pack. That one is, um, it's just such a feel-good album. And even like the darkness of You're No Good on it is, still makes me feel good. You know, um, it's magical. It's a magical album. Uh, I'll never forget uh, going to school, and and I remember his name. His name was Ronald Glass. And uh, he said, dude, I just heard the new Van Halen. It sucks. I was like, no way. Like, yeah, dude, they went all commercial and shit and disco. No! Then I heard, I was like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Um, 
yeah, the first time I heard it, I go, well, it's not as good as the first one, but it's damn good. It's a damn good album. But, you know, then as years gone by, it's like, it, it passed damn good. It was fucking, it's a fucking amazing album. Uh, what do you think of Annie on 2? Oh, my God. Uh, I would say, again, probably one of my most played uh, Van Halen's. I would agree with you on that. Um, if I had to pick a favorite, uh, and th- this is hard because I-, I absolutely love every fucking song on this album. A favorite uh, would be easy for me. A least favorite is super hard. Yeah, I, w- I would agree on that. I would agree on that. It's hard for me to say favorite. But there's, there's one that has, you know, just emotional connection with me. And one to me that sums up, uh, to me, the Van Halen sound. And that would be Women in Love. Uh, to me, Women in Love has everything that I love about Van Halen in one song. And it has every aspect of what they can do. Uh, absolute favorite. I, if I had to pick a least favorite, it would be uh, "Dance the Night Away." And I, I love that song. I love that song more than. But you know, you got to pick one. You got to say a, a least one. I would say least favorite. Yeah, "Dance the Night Away." Uh, favorite women love. What do you uh, think? Yeah, you know, a, a better way to sum it up is like, all right, I like all these songs more than this really killer song. You know, right. That's the best way to say it because they're all killer. Um, favorite, hands down, hands down, out of love again. Nice. What a fucking song! And I was so happy to see him play this because I was following the set list of that tour they did for Different Kind of Truth. So they would do out of love again, and they they would do like Girl Gone Bad would would replace it for many shows. Then they throw out out of love again here and there. And I was like, fuck, dude, please do Out of Love again, you know, when I go. And they did. You know, hey, I saw the 84 tour. I saw Girl Gone Bad. I never seen Out of Love again. So, wow. You know, that was uh, really fun. Um, Least favorite? uh, An amazing song, but I seem to like all the others more, would be You're No Good. That would be uh, not, not... The... The kick-ass song that I don't like as much as the rest of them. But then, you know, you got to think of, like, DOA. Light Up the Sky may be my second favorite. Mm. So, that's a 4th of July song if ever there was one. Oh, they're all perfect. You know, the one that, you know, that breakdown. Ooh, mama, see your firelight. And, and, and listen to Dave's voice there. It's beautiful. It's not perfect, but it's beautiful. It's... It, it's better than perfect. You yes. know, it's 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 natural. It's like a great you know, a, gr- a great way to sum that up. Better than perfect. It, I, it, it's I like feeling titties that are natural opposed yeah. to fake ones. Cause, exactly. Because Sammy Sammy Hager's a big fake silicone titty. Yes. Now I ain't got nothing wrong about fake titties. I love those too, but they feel better when they're natural. And yes. and and Dave is like natural that doesn't sag they're perky you know so uh that's the best way to sum up so that's uh van halen 2 now we go into when i finally saw them women and children first oh boy this fucking album kicking off with that which i always thought was a guitar 
which is some kind of organ or something. And, um, wow, another album. There's no such thing. I, dude, there's no fillers at all on all these fucking records. Not, not to me. At least. Um, I'll never forget, dude. You, you want to talk about fired up to see this show? Because Van Halen at that time was like, you know, dude, bucketless band and a half. Because I finally had the opportunity to see him second row, mm. Michael Anthony's side, but didn't matter, you know. Um, and uh, but before the show, and you can see, you can hear it on YouTube, Van Halen went into the studio of WSHE radio station, the popular rock radio station down here, and gave what I consider the greatest Van Halen interview ever. That, that is a great interview. It's the best interview, how they make fun of Pat Benatar. And, hey, Pat, uh, roll over. I am roll. I am over. <laughs> you know, saying <laughs> she's flat-chested. And Dave doing the, uh, 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 shut up, Dave! You know, and them just going fucking nuts in the studio, going crazy. Making fun of my cheap trick, who I love. <coughs> Gonna raise kids. You know, I, I love that shit, you know? And uh, and you're listening to these fucking madmen. And and you see, like, at the end of the interview, the guy's like, he goes, hey, man, you gonna ask any questions? He goes, dude, you guys are doing fine as, fine as you are. The guy couldn't even get no questions in, you know? And uh, so you hear this, and this is us, like, this is me at my friend's house getting ready to go to the concert. And we're listening to this going, oh, my God, this is, they sound excited. And they're like, we'll see you tonight at the Sportatorium, hopping and bopping and bopping to the best band of the pop beat. Go! <laughs> you know? So there we are. And Van Halen, in my history of seeing Van Halen live, I believe they purposely always had a shitty opening band. So yeah. you could be even more fired up when they came out. I don't oh, remember yeah. who was that opened that show, but dude, I remember they didn't have a guitar player. <laughs> Can't believe it. It was a bass player, keyboardist, and drummer. So what the fuck's this crap I'm watching? They were terrible. Whoever the fuck they were called. Van Halen comes out, and I believe... I And, by the way, that audio, even though it sounds like shit, the Sportatorium is on YouTube, that, that show. Here I am, front row. Dude, the one thing I'll never forget, when Dave came out and did the split and everything, to me, it didn't look like David Lee Roth. He looked different. His hair was more bleached white, and he's wearing those big, furry fucking boots. He looked insane. Right. You know? But, oh my God. And I'm all the way up front, like, mesmerized by him and Eddie and Michael and Alex. And and uh, it was just, uh, you know... The e-ticket man of all shows. You know, when you go see a Van Halen show, it's not an ordinary concert. It really isn't. There's this kind of vibe, magic, where the crowd is even more insane than them. There was something about Van Halen in those days that they would turn the, the, the audience into fucking lunatics. You know, between songs, people would pound on those fucking plastic chairs we all sat in. Bah, 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 bah. David Lee Roth would walk out, stand in the fucking middle of the stage, and not say a fucking word for like two minutes because he couldn't. Because if he said anything, he would have been drowned out by the people. Oh my God. And uh, seeing, you know, and then I'll never forget Eddie came to my side 
and started the intro to a song you were talking about, Woman in Love, right in front of me. Watching uh, him, right in front of me, go uh, into that sound. You know, doo, 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 doo. And I'm like, oh. dude, I mean, I was just drooling that whole fucking show. You know, and fucking uh, Romeo's Delight, Take Your Whiskey Home, the only time they've ever played that song on that tour. I mean, on the tour. They did it in the club days, I'm just saying. It never survived the set list after this tour. And uh, Loss of Control was played that night. Everybody wants some. Um, that's it, I think, from that album. But, um, God, I love it. I love that tour. It was just so fucking great. I love the fuck out of that album. It was the only album I ever bought that brought a poster I didn't put on my wall. Oh, I, I had it. I had it. You had it on your wall? Oh, fuck yeah. What a fan. Oh, well, that's my, my lord and savior. So what, what would be your favorite song on Women's Show First? You know what? It, it really is. I mean, I'm going to have to pick one over the other because there's one that's so tied. Like, In, in a Simple Rhyme is so tied for my favorite. But I'm going to have to give the edge to take the whiskey home. Nice. My least favorite... And it's great. Uh, loss of control. Okay. All right. Well, okay. If we're going there, I got to go with my favorite. And this is, God, this is fucking hard. My favorite, Romeo Delight. Yep. Romeo don't blame, Delight. I don't blame it. My, my favorite fucking song. My I'm least. whiskey. There's a party tonight. And I'm looking for somebody to squeeze. But a squeeze. Uh, my least favorite. Uh, you know, and most people would be like loss of control, but there's something so chaotic and, and so like amazing that I love about that song. My least favorite, and I still love this song, would be Fools. I don't blame you. That would be my uh, yeah. I would say you know, loss of control and Fools would be at the bottom, but they're both amazing tunes. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. Well, let's go to the dark horse that is the one that is the bright spot for. People with a fucking brain. And that is fucking fair warning. The guitar oh album, God. the dark album, the pissed oh. off album. The album oh. where everybody went away and Dave had to do, I mean, Eddie had to do the majority of the work. Oh my God. That one you got to put on the shoulders of Eddie, of the genius of Eddie. You know? Uh, Eddie had uh, the most to do with that album. And I said this before. Uh, I went to the record store. Day of release, looking around, couldn't find it. Went up to the guy, hey, uh, where's the new Van Halen? And he points at this uh, stand that had several different albums on it. There it is. And I go over there, I'm looking, I'm like, which one is it? So he had to come around the counter and take out Fair Warning. And I looked at it and I was like, wow. Now this is weird. You know, what a weird album cover, you know? I didn't expect this. You know, it's just, it just was very weird to me. I went home, I played it, and I didn't like it. I was uh, like, I, the only thing that grabbed me was uh, "Hear About It Later." That that song I loved. Uh, but I don't think, you know. And then they were coming to town, and uh, you know, even to this day, when a band comes to town, I study that new album. And uh, boy, was I wrong. This album's phenomenal. It's fucking, uh, you know, it's amazing. It's an amazing fucking album. Not a bad song on there. I woke up. Um, and I gotta say, me, Yai, and my big brother, Manny, went to see this tour 
in the nosebleeds, opposed to the f- women and children first, second row. And that was hands down the greatest live performance I've ever seen in my life. Not even Van Halen can top Van Halen that night. I, <laughs> I, I, I would have loved to like just see them for a second after that show going, dude, dude, seriously, this has to be one of the greatest shows you've ever played, right? Because that was just fucking magic. The, you know, and I've said this before on the show, I'll never forget the vision of the, you know, because every time Van Halen would come out, it would be Eddie doing noodling and, and Alex like, you know, hitting the drums. And there would be spotlights hitting the whole audience, going back and forth. And the place is going ape shit. Oh, here they come. And then this guy comes out. Will you welcome the mighty Van Halen? Dude, I'll never, the greatest moment in ever in, in, in my life at a concert was when they went into On Fire. And it was still dark. And da, 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 it's still dark. And then when Eddie goes, when that part comes in, all the lights turn on, and David Lee Roth is about 20 feet in the air doing a split. That was the greatest fucking moment I've ever seen in my life. I was like, and the whole place, you couldn't hear the song after that. Dude, it was bombastic. It was so fucking amazing and believe me the way I described it still doesn't do it justice it still doesn't do it justice the light show was second to none there was something about Van Halen they didn't have no pyro or none of that shit but they had a badass light show and, uh, and like you mentioned the part where he's like she looks so fucking good you yeah. know back back then that was dangerous oh yeah know? and that was the second song like they went from on fire into center swing and when he said she looks so fucking good. You couldn't hear him say so sexy and so fine. You couldn't hear that. Because the whole place went, <sighs> See, that you cannot witness today. And and, and yeah. sad for me to say, when I saw the Sam and Dave tour, Sammy and David Roth, yeah. Dave was up there saying shit like he said back then. And it wasn't getting the same response. Because it's a different time. Right. You know, we've become saturated with cable TV, you know, and our movies and all this shit. But back then, we didn't have none of that shit. We had this thing called On TV that they used to show. I, I remember On TV. <laughs> they, they showed porn at like 2 in the morning, at 12, after midnight. And we'd sit there looking at a scramble scene. Oh, shit, I think I see a tit. That's how it was being a kid back then. And I got to tell you something else. Speaking of On TV, Dave that night. Oh, no, this was uh, Women and Children First. During Women and Children First, he said, You are going to be on On TV. And these people came out with cameras. We all fucking went berserk. Like, ah, and I'm all the way up front. I'm like, oh, they got me. They got me. Where, you know, if you read the David Lee Roth Crazy from the Heat book, all those cameras didn't have film in it. <laughs> and he would do it every night. <laughs> right. But it got everybody excited. He knew how to work the crowd. Exactly. And before, and I might forget this. I do. I might forget this. But during, but during, um, I'm sorry. During the Diver Down Tour, I might forget this, so I want to bring this up. During Diver Down Tour, I was all the way up front. This is, uh, actually, I didn't have front row seats, but I ended up front row because back then, I had 14th row. And you get a little white out, you, you take off the four, right? You wait till the lights go down, then run up to the security guard. Every, everything's going hectic. He looks at it with the flashlight, lets you go up front row. And I was all the way up front 
dead center against, because at that time, David Lee Roth had a little bit of a catwalk, a little ego ramp, not that far, but a little bit. And I was against that. And I gotta say, man, oh. I gotta say, when Dave Roth came out and he swigged that Jack Daniels bottle and he poured it on us after he swigged it, it was Jack Daniels. A lot of people say it's iced tea and all that shit. Dude, I don't know. Maybe he did use iced tea, but sports him that night, the fucker was drinking Jack. That I like was what he, Jack I Daniels. I like what he said at, at the Yes Festival. He's like, he's like, yeah, this is real Jack. We ain't the fucking Clash. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> that puts iced tea in, in Jack Daniels bottle is the Clash, baby. <laughs> Love it. You know, he used that same line in Montreal with Quiet Riot, actually. Yeah, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Well, Dave, Dave, Dave's known for repeating, but his lines are so great, it's it's fucking fantastic. Oh no, he would say he would say the same thing every night. Look at all the people here tonight. Uh, I, Li- I, re- I remember live that. in front of my naked steaming eyes. I remember you keep throwing water on me. I'm gonna fuck your girlfriend. Your girlfriend. Yeah. He used that, you know, on, on many other shows. For well, who cares? I mean, it was it's, we didn't know, we didn't have YouTube, we didn't know what was going on at other shows. So yeah, it's special, but it's, it, it, dude. It, it, it goes back to like Henny Youngman and shit like that. I mean, it's classic fucking jokes, classic lines that fucking work. Oh. You know, he knew how to work the crowd. Another thing I forgot about was when I was all the way up front at Women's Show First, somebody threw a joint on stage. And Dave, like, uh, picked it up, lit it up. Dude, the place was going ancient. He blew it on, and then he grabs the fucking mic. He's like, that's some good shit, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, come on, uh, man. Who the fuck would smoke weed on stage back then? It right. Was like, it was oh, like, I'm I, one I, of I, you I, fuckers. I know you guys went fucking crazy when he did oh, that. Oh, my yeah. God. It was fucking <laughs> amazing. Good shit, Florida. I hear Florida's the rock and roll capital of the world. <laughs> ah, woo. Oh, man. <laughs> So yeah, I can't, uh, you know, and dude, I'll never forget like the the encore of Fair Warning where uh, David came out in glitter pants and they did uh, Feel Your Love Tonight. Uh, that was so cool. Um, it was just such an amazing show. The drums on fire, you know, just like, dude, I'm telling you, that Oakland show, uh, Hear About It Later, Unchained, and So There's yeah. Love, captured it. I think that captured very well how cool that show was. It's just unfortunate the most bombastic parts of the show didn't happen during those three songs, except for the ending of Unchained with the drums on fire. But dude, like the Mean Street, Sinner Swing, Hear About It Later, uh, well, Hear About It Later was filmed. Um, on Fire was the, the just, I can't, I can't put it in the words. I mean, they just came out and just punched you in the face and then fucking like jacked you off the rest of the show. You know, it was the shit. And uh, as far as Fair Warning goes, my favorite song is Tough. Uh, it, shit. It, it, it's, it, it's a tie between Mean Street and Hear About It Later, but I'm going to go with Hear About It Later. Uh, nice. I'm going to say that's my favorite. My least favorite? Damn. Sunday afternoon in the park if you want to cheat. And I still like it, but it's weird. All oh, right. and, and may, I, may I say, Sunday afternoon in the park was played. On the Women and Children First Tour. Oh. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I got... No, no. Cathedral was played on the Fair Warning Tour during Eddie's solo. Nice. There you go. And they played Sunday Afternoon in the Park uh, at the show uh, uh, Fair Warning Tour, but they went into Romeo's Delight 
instead of uh, One Foot Out the Door. One Foot Out the Door, I don't think it's ever been played live. And it's definitely not my least favorite. All right. Well, man, th- this is a real, you know, a hard one. And I got to say, uh, my personal favorite off of Fair Warning, I honestly don't believe is the best track. But it's my favorite track. And, and, and you know what it is. It's the ringtone when I fucking call you. Uh, hear about it later. Hear about it later is my favorite track on that. But I mean, you're talking about an album, you know, with fucking Unchained on it, <laughs> you know, and all kinds of other, you know, dirty movies and all kinds of fucking just landmark fucking Van Halen tracks. Uh, but hear hear about it later is my favorite track. My least favorite track, um, man. This is fucking hard, but, uh, oh, oh God, I, I'm, I'm so fucking drunk right now. What, what, what's, what's the ballot? Uh, push comes to shove, push comes to shove, push comes to shove. Uh, I would have to say, uh, push comes to shove. And I, I, I love that track more than most bands, like the best songs on their albums. That's how much I love Fair Warning. That solo and, Eddie does not push oh, on the shelf. Oh, Holy fuck. Oh, amazing. Like I said, when I say least favorite, because they're all fucking favorites. But I got to say, that one-two punch of fucking uh, Sunday in the Park and fucking One Foot Out the Door, I find just amazing. Amazing. Ama- I can't stress enough how good I think that instrumental leads into fucking one foot out the door. I uh, what a, one of the best ways to end a fucking album ever, 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 ever. Holy fucking shit! I mean, to me that that's like day in the life. Fucking like okay, that's how you end a fucking album. Holy fucking shit, dude! I I will I seriously, dude. That's how much I fucking love Van Halen. I will put fucking sun in the park and one foot out the door right there with fucking day in the life that's how fucking that is how you fucking close a fucking show and you close a fucking album uh oh my god i love it but l- let's go into now and probably what is probably the second best summer album of all time and i Definitely. think you will back me up on this Definitely. diver down Definitely. diver down what a great feel-good record. Very uh, controversial to Van Halen fans. Uh, very easy to say it's the it's the least favorite. Uh, all the, I've seen people go far to say that album sucks. Um, and you know, yeah, the, you know, but yeah. you know, the, the you main, know, you know, you know what I call those people assholes. Yeah, it, dickheads. You know, I mean, it, and it's funny because they they complain that it has too many covers, but. Go listen to the original versions of those songs. They don't sound like covers to me. You know, I mean, Where Have All the Good Times Gone does not sound like what... Van Halen changed those songs oh, into they, their own. Hey, hey, I love the fucking Kinks, dude, but what Van oh, Halen I, and did I, and the and Kinks... I love, and I love that, that song by the Kinks. I love yeah. the way the Kinks do it, but it doesn't sound like what Van Halen did to it at right, all. Right, and they, they, they knew how to take a cover and make it its own because... I mean, seriously, who could ever listen to fucking You Really Got Me without thinking of Van Halen? You know, because they they took it, they changed it. You know, it's 
Van Halen now owns You Really Got Me. And I mean that as no disrespect to, to Ray Davies and the Kinks, because the Kinks are an incredible fucking band. And it just shows you how amazing Van Halen is. Oh, yeah. That they made a song, their own, that was a game changer back in the 60s. Right. You know, it's something that Ozzy heard and said, oh, my God, I need more of this. Right. And, and, and another thing that's even more awesome, you know, to talk about where have all the good times gone. It's not like that was a popular uh, kink song. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, it was fucking You Really Got Me or fucking, you know, uh, Sunday Afternoon or Lola or anything like that. They took an obscure kink songs, uh, you know, uh, song and made it fucking just into totally something else. Fucking amazing. Amazing. No, it's the shit, man. And this album is great. It's awesome. I take it over 84. I really do. And I'm not doing this to be countercultural. I feel we'll get into, I'll tell you my complaints about 84, which is minimum. Um, But this one has more of the sound, the classic Van Halen sound than 84 does. It's a great feel good. Dude, the full buck. You know? Oh, God. Uh, hang them high, you know, mm. then, then secrets, you know, one of the greatest ballads oh, they've ever done. Oh God. Uh, little guitars, you know? Yeah. Uh, dude, I, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal record that is, you know, full hey, of I, covers, whatever. Shit. One of my favorite big bad Bill of Sweet William now. Love I it. fucking love, love it. it. Love, love it. it. Love that song. And that's, uh, you know, that's date. You know, that's Dave's nod to his uh, influences. You know, like, yeah, but, you know, you listen to that, listen to Just a Gigolo. It's the same, you know. Right, right. but not not only that, though, but you have Eddie Van Halen and Alex Van Halen's father yeah. playing clarinet. And that's why I always get so pissed off when Eddie trashes that album. I'm like, dude, you played with your father, your father, you know, on a fucking album. And you're sitting there shitting on it. And, yep. and, and how great is it? Because what they did with Big Bad Bill, it's still Van Halen. Yep. It's still like they still made it sound like Van Halen. Like could could this be magic? Right, right. But but I mean it has that thing. It has that Dave fucking magic where he could take songs of an older era, but still make it sound contemporary. Still make it sound fucking cool. You know. And you got you got their dad blowing clarinet on this motherfucker. And, and does it, it fucking great, too. And Yes, and it works, and it works. So I, I remember, oh, God, I remember, I, I can't, I, I believe it was a guitar world, you know, and this is during the fucking Van Hagar area, era. So, of course, you know, they're talking shit about Dave. But Eddie was totally trashing fucking Diver Down. Like, oh, that's when we knew we had to get rid of Dave. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you play... Your fucking father. Your father. You know, if I played on an album with my father, I don't even give a fuck if it was my best album. I'd be like, you know what? I played with my father on that album. That that that, that alone would be like, oh my God. But that's just Eddie being it, a prick. Let me tell you something, uh, Ian, that I don't know if you're aware of this. On YouTube, there's an hour-long phone interview with, David Lee, uh, with uh, Eddie Van Halen right before Diver Down came out, and he's praising the fuck out of it. You know, yeah. so fuck him. 
Yeah, you know, and and, and I love I, I love the guy. I love the guy, and, you know. And also, you know, I I, I hate him because I hold him responsible uh, for Van Halen breaking up. Even though I, I I know Dave can be a diva, and I know Dave can be. I, I understand Dave could probably not be the easiest guy to fucking be in a band with, but God, the the talent is just so there. It's like fucking make it work, but it's like. God damn! I mean, maybe just you know, you you and me are both people who who love our fathers, who hold our father fathers very dear to our hearts. It's like, God damn! If I did anything with my dad, I would hold that so sacred and and so special that nothing, you know, there's no way I could talk shit about it. But uh, I believe Diver Down is a fantastic album, and it does get shit on so bad. It it does have uh the one song that i do not like from the original van halen uh lineup and that's very hard for me to say but i'm a fucking realist and i'll admit shit i don't lie i don't bullshit there's a song on there i don't care for but it's that is a great fucking fun time i'm like how can you listen to diver down not have a fucking smile on your face and before we start recording today I mean, this is the whole reason this episode came together. We already had an episode that, that you're going to hear soon, and you, you might hear before this. That we no, we're putting this up today, 4th of July. Oh, okay. Okay, well, we recorded an episode earlier today uh, with a guest, and uh, it was a good time, and we had a couple of fan episodes that are still left over from, you know, the, from Rockin' Pod 2, that we need to do and we will do them and we will do the fucking shit out of them but I'm listening to them and I, I'm, I'm trying to get into the mood I'm trying to be happy but I already listened to this Alice Cooper album that was very American very like you know like just American rock and I'm like yeah and then I try to listen to these two other albums that are very European nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that I mean goddamn, heavy metal came from fucking Europe you know um but I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. It's the fucking 4th of July. You know, I want... God damn it, you know, even though as much as I fucking hate Ted Nugent. Like, I, I just wanted to listen to Ted Nugent today. You know, it's like, I want to hear Americana. You know? But I'm like, what is more Americana than fucking Van Halen? And that's why I came up with this. And I, I started drinking and I started having fun. It's like, I can't listen to these albums that I need to learn, even though they're good albums. I'm like... I gotta hear some good old fucking fashion American rock and roll, dude. And what is better than Van Halen? And that's when I came up with the idea for this. And I'm, uh, of course, you know, Ralph's so smart. He fucking went along with this. I'm surprised he didn't think of it. No, yeah, <laughs> you know? no. I, I just want to knock out fan episodes. But when you said this, I yeah. was like, it's the 4th of fucking July. Let's yeah, exactly. do it. Exactly. Exactly. Let's, let, let's fucking do it. And goddamn diver down holy fucking shit what a great and, and it does it runs the gamut i mean you you have the amazing covers you have great uh original instrumentals you know you have cathedral you have the intro to little guitars you know you have secrets which we, we both agree you know to, secrets to me is one of the, the greatest you know lost tracks of van halen because I, I, it never gets the respect I believe it deserves. I think it is a perfect fucking song. Boy, did Eddie swing off the nuts of secrets in that interview. I heard. Oh, 
Really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, he kept he, talking about that song "Secret Stop." Oh, and he up. and he should because it's fucking godly. Yep, and was on the set list. Godly, oh my god! When you saw him on this tour, did they play "Secrets"? Yes, they did. Oh my god! Did you, did you touch yourself a little bit? Were you a little uh, excited? No, I, yeah, of course I did. Uh, I think the only song they didn't play from this album. Let me think. I think uh, "Big Bad Will" is the only they played the whole album except for "Big Bad Bill." Awesome. Okay, Even well, happy happy trails was played that night, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. They used to do that a lot. I heard. Uh, what What's your favorite track on this album? Full bug. Full bug. Nice. I absolutely love full bug. And my least favorite is I know is the song you don't like, but I love it. Uh, dance. No, you know what? I'll I'll even no. Okay, I'll say dance in the street. Uh, but you know what I love so much about that song is that it's a Van Halen song with lyrics to another song because listen to dancing in the street it doesn't sound i mean it's a total different song uh music wise you know and i think it's great and it still gets played on the radio down here believe it or not uh and i love it i love it i really do love that song uh but i I, i'll take every other song yes even big bad will and uh you know secrets and pretty woman and all that i'll take it above it but not by pretty woman's pretty you know Almost neck and neck with it, but I'll, I'll go with uh, because you know there's something about that. Grrr, even though Roy Orbison did it in the original, it's oh, you're just, ta- talking it's about just pretty, so cool. Pretty Woman. Yeah, I'm saying that, that's yeah. what puts it a little above Dancing right. in the Street and stuff. Right. Grrr. Right. <laughs> so yeah, okay. that's my okay. favorite and least favorite. Okay, well, well diver down to me. Uh... Uh, This is a hard one, and I'm going to be fucking completely honest, as I always am, uh, at the time of my sobriety or lack thereof. Uh, I will say this. The best song on the album is The Full Buck. Uh, My favorite song on the album is Secrets. I, 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 I just love Secrets so much. I believe Full Bug is a better representation of Van Halen it is a true like like the epitome of Van Halen uh, but secrets there's just something so sexual so fucking I am every time I hear that song I'm just like I I, I, I there's just like a magic I feel when I hear secrets and, it, uh, and it's different you know yeah. there's no Van Halen song like secrets it, 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 it is different but it even same- has a different guitar sound to it Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, to me, you know, Diver Down is the epitome of the brown sound. Yes. That, that, that people like to, you know, call Eddie's guitar tone. Uh, even though I do, I do not believe Diver Down is the greatest Van Halen album, but uh, I would say Diver Down, along with Fair Warning, has the greatest tone that Eddie's ever had. Uh, you know, the great, you know, and that doesn't mean other albums aren't better or, you know, don't have better actual songs overall. But as far as Eddie's guitar tone, uh, to me, fair warning, Diver Down, greatest tone he's ever had. Uh, but yeah, Full Bug is the best song. Secrets is my favorite song. It's no secret that Dancing in the Streets is my least favorite. But there's also bias there. I never liked the original to begin with. I'm, I'm not a fan of it, and I fucking worship David Bowie and Mick Jagger, and I didn't All like. Right, well, I, let I me didn't ask like, you this: I didn't like which, when they did it. Which one's better, though? 
Van Halen or David Bowie and Mick Jagger? Oh, Van Halen. Come on. <laughs> by, I mean, by, that by, shit's really oh, bad. Oh, oh yeah, by What far. they did was so bad. I mean, dude, people make fun of Billy Squire's video. Oh, yeah. Dude, that oh, video. And, and, well, well, and, and, and Ralph, because you're my age, you remember, in that summer, do you remember they, they showed that in the movie theaters? Uh, remember? No, 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 I don't remember. You know, it, it, it might have, might have, but okay, remember, okay. back then I did heavy drugs. No, no, well, they did. The, the I remember thing. that was at the time of Live Aid. Am I correct? Yes, it was nineteen. It was nineteen eighty five. Yeah. And and when you went to movies in the summer of nineteen eighty five, uh, in, in lieu of uh, you know coming to attractions, you would see. I think it was a Coca Cola. Uh, sponsored it, so it was. Like, I do remember that. Yeah. It was basically a, a glorified Coca-Cola commercial. Oh but, yes, yes, I yeah, do yeah, remember. Yes. No, I thought you were talking about the video. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, the video for. I for do remember Mick, Mick Jagger yeah. and David Bowie. I you do remember see, the you, the Coke commercial at the theater. Yeah, I do now. Yeah. You you refresh my memory. I forgot about yes. that. I believe when I saw Back to the Future, they played. Yeah, that. well. Back to the Future was '85, so that makes go. perfect sense. And yeah. and I can't remember what movie, but I remember uh, multiple movies I saw the summer of '85. You would see that, and again, like I said, I love oh my God. You know, Jaggers in my top three, Bowie's in my top five. Uh, you know, uh, but oh my God, how horrible that was! But you know, I just never, never, ever liked the song, but. Of course, I'll take you know Van Halen doing it over them. I'll take Van Halen over the original, but Dancing in the Streets, yeah, without a doubt, like yeah, least favorite song. Also, got to bring this up, and I just heard, I just saw this online a couple days ago. Something I've never known. Eddie Van Halen just came out and said that is him in uh, Back to the Future when they, you know, when they put the yeah. headphones. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I never knew that was Eddie Van Halen. Oh well, he. Actually, there there was a lot of people like, yeah, we already knew that. He he did admit it. I didn't it. know. I didn't know. He said it in an interview years ago, but for some reason now it's making you know. Yeah, it's, it's making headlines. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that 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 was him, and and that's awesome, you know. And and he also played on uh, Beat It. <laughs> yeah, which Dave was really pissed off about. Yeah, yeah. Because Dave. he did it for free. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know how much money he could have made. Right, but you know what's funny is 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 as funny as it is, and, and you can laugh at it. It totally shows <laughs> Dave is still a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, remember, he got pissed off at his manager because they uh, he refused to put uh, just like Paradise on Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, that was they, supposed to be the theme song. Yeah, exactly. And I got to talk about the Van Halen Diver Down tour. Now, I already talked about the Jack Daniels part, but. Man, this was crazy, and check this out. Van Halen played two nights at the Hollywood Sportatorium, a Friday and Saturday. I could have those days of the week wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was a Friday and Saturday. Well, that Friday, Judas Priest played with Uriah Heep at the Sunrise Musical Theater, and I've never seen Judas Priest. Thank God Van Halen booked two nights. Yes, I went to go see Judas Priest on Friday and Saturday. I went to go see Van Halen. I'll never forget uh, my brother uh, on Sunday uh, walks in my room and goes, Damn, Ralph, looks like he's seen two shows in a row. <laughs> you know, I was fucking plastered, wasted out of my mind. I love and, Manny. Uh, Manny rules. So 
And by the way, Judas Priest, I've never seen that. Oh, just a sidetrack for a second. I was all the way up front on KK side. I I swear to you, Ian, I'm not lying. When Hoffer would hit those notes, the actual PAs would rumble. I mean, physically move a little bit. Like they were like shaking what when was he that? would hit. Was that uh, Screaming or Defenders? Scre- screaming for Vengeance. Okay. Sunrise. Uh, Defenders with that, was at the Hollywood Sportatorium where I went the next night to see Van Halen, which was the big arena. You know, Judas Priest was still, you know, not huge, but, you know, Scream for Vengeance, you know, blew him up. So I go see Van Halen, and I remember another shitty opening band. I forgot who they were. Uh, and uh, I'll never forget, before they came out on stage... They played over the PA, blasting, I mean, to the part where you had a hold in your ears. I, I never heard, I've never seen, heard anything louder in my life that they played that song. Ooh, what a lucky man he was. You know that song? Yeah, by uh, ELP. Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they were blasting that so loud. And I'm like, why are you doing this? You know? It's like, and you know, if you're going to blast a song loud, why that song? That's the one thing I, I vividly remember before them coming out on stage. Then they came out, same thing, fucking... Now, this show, like I said, I already talked about it. I snuck all the way up front. And, um, oh, man, I, I believe they opened with Romeo's Delight that night. I believe so. And, uh, oh, my God, dude. It was like, you know, and again, you know, not to say nothing bad about the show, but you just couldn't top what I saw at Fair Warning. But still, this was top-notch e-ticket shit going on here. And I'll never forget, dude, fucking Eddie Van Halen sliding right across me for like 10 feet on his knees. It was like way better than Pete Townsend can ever do. It was the coolest slide I've ever seen in my life. And the whole place erupted. Dave was in very happy form that night. And um, what a phenomenal, phenomenal show. I think that's the night. Uh, I'm trying to think what song they brought out in the past that I've never seen. I think it was DOA uh, that I've never seen them play. They didn't play that at Women's Show first. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was Bottoms Up. Uh, oh, I've never nice. seen them play Bottoms Up. They played Bottoms Up that night during the encore. Phenomenal fucking show. So, yeah, I had to bring up. Because you got to remember from Women and Children First, I never missed a, a show with Van Halen with Dave ever since 1980. So, um, yeah, what a, a, a stellar, stellar performance from the band. Place was ape shit. There's pictures online of that show at the Sportatorium that I have. And uh, best fucking band. I'm telling you, Ian, man, nobody, I feel bad for you. I, I really feel bad for Ruben. You know how he, he nuts when he's off that He never I, got to see them back then. I love that guy. Yeah, that guy, man. He never got to see Van Halen, you know? And, it, and I just feel bad for the people that never got to experience. I think this planet wouldn't be so fucking pussy-whipped and fucking so offended by everything if they all would have seen Van Halen back then. Oh, I think I, that's I, the problem with this I, planet. I agree. I, I, I blame the downfall of the whole country on uh, original Van Halen breaking up. Because you can trace everything back to that. Once once Sammy came on board, everything went... Even the Soviet Union gave up. You know, because <laughs> I, I, I think what the Soviet Union was really fighting for was Van Halen. 
and, yeah. and, and and once they saw Sammy Hagar was in the band, even they gave up. They're like, tear down the wall. We don't even care. What are we fighting for? Dave ain't there, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Nobody. You know, Nobody. And, and 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 just to bring back Kiss nerds, um, a lot of a lot of these Kiss nerds are like, oh, uh, you know, Ace Frehley, you know, drug addict, drunk, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, rock and roll, bitch, you yeah. fucking pussy. Yeah, he's a drug addict, drunk. That's what rock and roll is. I mean, what was cooler? And kissed and Ace Frehley strumbling around the stage in the 70s, all coked out and drunk out of his brain. Nothing. He was, that's rock and roll. But you see these right. people today that look down on Ace, they're the same guys that'll fucking cry about any little fucking thing that happens. Bunch of crybaby fucks that yeah. never saw Van Halen in his prime. Yeah, so, a bunch of bitches. So then, see, look, and this is something I, I have to stress. I am, and you know how I am. I, I am, I'm, when I'm dedicated to a band, fuck you. I'm dedicated to the bone. And unless they do something I really don't like, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to turn my back. I don't care how commercial they get. Well, Van Halen comes back with Jump. And boy, was the consensus of my circle hating this shit. Now, we heard Jump before the album came out. I believe it was it was on New Year's Eve. They premiered on MTV. I was out partying. I didn't see the premiere, but I saw it like every hour, you know, on New Year's Day. And I'm watching this, and yeah, you know, it's a keyboard. It's different, but oh my god, I was like, dude, I love this song because listen to those melody lines. Listen, got my back against the record machine. I love that. I love the way, I think Dave is the star of that song. You know, it kind of like takes away the keyboards from me and all that shit. Keyboards don't bother me. It's whatever, you know? But the way Dave sings it and the attitude and it's like, hey baby, I see a chick on a record machine, you know, you know what I mean? I want to fuck. Not like, you know, hey, let me take you out to dinner and then maybe hopefully we'll have a nice romantic night and I'll see you up for breakfast. Yeah, We'll, we'll, we'll have a cheeseburger in paradise. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I want to give you a side story on what you just said, Ian. And I'm not very proud of this. When I was a little, little kid, that song was on AM radio. Jimmy uh, Buffett, Cheeseburger uh, in Paradise. <laughs> I loved it, dude. I would call the DJ, play Cheeseburger in Paradise. <laughs> now I listen back. That's the one song I can say. All right, I like something that sucked. You know, because <laughs> usually when I was a kid, everything I liked as a kid, I love now. But okay, one that's one exception. Cheeseburger and paradise. Got a hot hot potato. Oh good. What a dumbass song. Cause you know when the internet came along and uh Sound Galaxy, remember Sound Galaxy? No. Is that the name of it? It was better than Napster. Audio Galaxy, uh, I think oh, it was called. Oh, okay. And yeah, I found it. No, I don't remember that. I was like, oh, Cheeseburger in Paradise. Then I heard I was like, hey. <laughs> song sucks <laughs> i'm no parrot head but um but uh yeah uh 84 turned a lot of people off jump did. not me i liked it and i went out i'll never forget i had my parents take me to uh jefferson's a department store to buy uh it, it was released like maybe two two weeks into 1984 right i know it was like sometime in january 
So, and I remember release day, I had my parents, you know, uh, take me. I already knew what the album cover looked like because MTV showed it. Went in, bought it, took it home. Loved it. Now, I got to say, like I said earlier, I love Van Halen albums in order. My favorite is the first one, you know, two women children first, fair warning, diver down, then this one. I don't have nothing bad to say about 1984, except I don't think it's as good like what you were saying earlier. It doesn't have that brown sound, but it has the songs that mm. are great. Oh, there yeah. are great songs. I don't think there's a bad song on there. I will admit, Panama burnt out beyond belief. And I don't even think it's a standout on the album, to tell you the truth. But, you know, people love that one. It's one of the more popular, most popular Van Halen songs. Uh, but I will say Panama, when it was released back then in 84, some of my Van Halen uh, jump haters were like, okay, I like that one. All right, Panama's cool. You know, because the album's, I mean, the video's beyond awesome. Right. You know, oh, with God, yes. Three Dave's Dave dancing around the chick. Dave, Dave, Dave getting arrested. Oh, man. Yeah, with that chick. You see an under, uh, it looks like an underage chick in a robe. Right. Uh, and, uh, and, and Weird Al, that guy that looks like Weird Al in the video. Uh, you, you have to look at it again, the part where he's like, where the, where the sound effect goes, vroom. They show that one guy in the audience. He's like, ah, uh, and he's wearing a Raven shirt, which is awesome. Uh, but he looks like Weird Al. But uh, I love 1984. Now I saw the tour, and now they got an opening act that doesn't have an album out yet, but becomes somewhat popular. You know, who opened the 1984 tour. Was it autograph? It was autograph. Okay. Their album wasn't out yet, and I remember not liking that either. I don't remember, and I know that guy's good. Steve Lynch, I think his name is. I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, the guitar player. He's a, he's a good shredder, but I don't, I don't remember him impressing me that night. I remember that, wow, another shitty band opening for Van Halen. Right. But that, in that, that one, I was not all the way at the back. I was not all the way at the front. I was kind of like in the seats that were near the floor, dead center, and phenomenal. Opening, I remember that show opened up with Unchained. Ooh. And I could be wrong. Look it up if you can. I believe they opened the tour at the Hollywood Sports Tour. I will I, check it out. I believe so. I believe that was the first show of the tour. And again, stellar production. I remember the big uh, 1984 comes down and lights. And oh my God. It was, again, pure magic and the end of an era. Oh, God, yes. So by this uh, time. This is when you finally checked it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yo, this is when I, I'm full on board. I mean, but you got to remember, like, when 84 came out, I was 10 years old, you know? Uh, but this is like, okay, this is when it's mine now. You know, it's uh, something I discovered. Even though, you know, I already heard it through my dad. This, this is my Van Halen. And holy fucking shit. Love Jump, love Panama, love all the singles. Uh, I mean, just the epitome of rock and roll. And and in my mind, the greatest video of all time. Of all time, hands down, not up for discussion, hot for teacher. Oh, no, I, I, no way I would fucking argue that. That is hands down 
that video, no video captured Van Halen more than that song. Oh yeah, I, I mean, and, and, and it was it was so fucking Dave. You could tell Dave wrote all that and had it to do. And it's so funny, like if you know the history now and you go back and watch it, you know when they do the little dance and you know they move the hands and grab their head and then they grab their crotch and they do the little dance and stuff. Uh, that Alex Van Halen had the hardest time doing. Like he, for for a guy that was such an amazing drummer, he had absolutely <laughs> no rhythm when it came to dancing. Yeah. So 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 keep that in mind when you go back and watch the video for Hot for Teacher. Pay close attention to Alex Van Halen. It's, you know what, dude? It's hard not to. You know? Yeah. Like, I, every time I see Hopper Teacher, I'm always looking at Alex because it's so funny how he's so out of step. Yeah, and it's great. And for a guy that's, uh, that's such an amazing drummer. Yeah. But, oh, my God, what a cultural phenomenon 1984 was. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple albums that really brought heavy metal into the mainstream and I, I i think there's you know you know you talk about you know when it comes to thrash there's the big four but when you talk about hard rock and metal albums that really brought heavy metal to the mainstream uh there's three there's metal health by quiet riot pyromania by death leopard and 1984 by van halen those those are the three albums that really you know, put heavy metal not only in the top 40, but in, you know, the top echelon of popular music, and not only on MTV, but on the radio, stuff you would hear, and and, and it changed the rest of the 80s. It really did. I mean, these were game changers. And, uh, oh my God, 84. Uh, you know, the, the Chicago Cubs had an incredible run in 1984 and they adopted Jump as their theme song. And I remember my grandfather loving that song because you would hear it before a Cubs game. You know? And it was just, it was just fucking magic. It was it was oh my god, the most entertaining band with the greatest front man you know and, oh my god. I mean, words can't describe. If you weren't there you'll never understand the magic. You know, just like how, how you described, you know, the Van Halen tours that you saw, like, you know. But, you know, uh, I mean, Ian, you know what's fucking crazy? And, I, and I, I'll, dude, I'll bet all the money I have in the world that the way you think of Van Halen and you're properly thinking of them, th- just the, the thought of seeing them live, how awesome you think it is, or it was back then, you're still not even close. Oh no 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 that that you that, had to be there man. No 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 that I believe and I I believe you are even more accurate with the early tours, you know, prior to 84 when they were at their biggest. I I totally believe the earlier tours were them at their best. All packed houses which I just saw recently and cuz I never read that douchebag's book. But Sammy Hagar claims before he was in the band they would play the half houses, you know how Oh that's up. that's bullshit. Bull fucking shit. They would sell out the sports one. It was an always... Dude, Van Halen shows... I'll tell you this right now. From Women and Children First all the way to 84, we slept outside to get tickets. Because we knew it was going to sell out. Right. And let me tell you, I'm talking South Florida. The trendy capital. They ain't no fucking... This ain't no rock capital. If they did that well down here, come on. 
give me a break. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that's another thing that, that, that we both remember is when you used to have to wait in line to buy tickets. Sleep over. You'd you sleep, know, you'd sleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was the, I, my dad woke me up. He said, you're skipping school to go wait in line for who tickets. I remember shit like that. You know, when you had to go to Sears because you were buying. Sears. From, Sears from, is where I got my women. Yeah. Hey, tickets. remember t- Ticketron. Sears had Ticketron. Yep. And then you had to wait in line. And, and then you got a number for your place in line. There was no like, oh, I have the most money, so I'm going to buy this. There was no pre-sewed code and all this fucking bullshit you have today. No, it was the real motherfuckers, the ones who would put the effort into it. That's who got in the front row. $13, $14 to get on front row, and the yeah. nosebleeds cost $13 and $14. Dude, Flat I- rate every fucking seat in the house. Oh. I remember waiting in line to buy tickets for the Stones on the Steel Wheels tour, and I had lawn seats, and it was $29, and I was like, holy shit, $29, yeah, what yeah. the fuck, you know? Uh, Mounts is a rock. Uh, yeah. Van Hagar with Metallica, because I want to see Metallica, yeah. 20 bucks. It was like, whoa. Yeah, what the fuck I is saw, this shit? I saw Ted Nugent. I saw Ted Nugent that night, and then from there, we went to uh, Open Book Records and slept and got drunk all the way to the morning to get those Monsters of Rock seats. Yeah. And, and, back, and back then, Ted Nugent was like five bucks or two 10-year-olds. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever came first. Uh, I brought a five-year-old. Oh, God. But, uh, oh, my God. A884, uh, still an incredible, incredible album. Is it different Incredible every- tour. Incredible, that you know, you know, as good as everything else in the six pack, no, but oh my god, the highlights, and and, and the thing is, it's a very short album, you know, it's a very well, all of them were, yeah. There's not a lot of songs. I would say, I would say, uh, again, I kind of got to go do what I did with uh, with Diver Down. To me, the best song on the album. The best Van Halen song on the album, uh, Far and Away Hot for Teacher. Uh, my favorite song on the album, Drop Dead Legs. My least favorite would be the stupid fucking intro uh, that's called 1984. Mm, uh, you're cheating a little bit. Go ahead, pick a song. Well, uh, oh, uh, well okay, if I had to pick a song, okay. Uh, oh my god. Okay, now this is tough. If I gotta pick a song, uh, ooh. Well, just look at it as all right. I don't like this one as much as the other ones, but I love it. Ooh, god. Oh, okay, that's still very hard. Uh, jump. Uh, we'll see. Jump is kind of one of the ones where like you go to just because the overkill factor. But you can't you can't take away what a catchy fucking perfect pop song it is. Uh, so I can't pick jump. Uh, you know, and then you know you got fucking Panama. No, I can't pick Panama. You got Top Jimmy. Can't pick Top Jimmy. Definitely can't pick fucking Drop Dead Legs. Can't pick fucking. Uh, I'll wait. Uh, yeah, can't pick I'll wait. I fucking love that. Can't love pick, that song. Uh. You know, in my opinion, I know you, you know we differ here, but I can't pick "Good Girl Gone Bad" or "House of Pain." Uh, well, I love those songs. Those aren't my least favorites. I, I thought I, I thought uh, "Good Girl Gone Bad" was your least 
favorite. I, I, I could be wrong. Save, save your comments. I, I, I do like it, but yeah, it's it's not up there as one of my favorites. Uh, uh, really? I mean, I guess if I'm going to be honest, I have to pick uh, 1984 because I think uh, not only is it, a, is it a shitty fucking intro, it's the worst instrumental that Eddie ever did in the original, you know, lineup of the band. Uh, and I all think right, all right, then I'm going to cheat too and pick that one. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Because yeah, because I mean, I mean, Eddie had some shitty stuff in the, the, the era we don't talk about, but, uh, but you know, you know, 84 is nothing, you know, it's not a fucking eruption. It's not Spanish fly. It's not cathedral. You know, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're there's so many other things he did, and that was just like, well, what the fuck is this? Let's get the jump already. Uh, intruder rules. Yeah, intr- I mean, that's great shit. In- intruder, intruder in that interview with Eddie Van Halen, Intruder was done on the fly because the Pretty Woman video wasn't long enough with, yeah. for the storyline, for the song. So on the fly, they recorded that for the video, not thinking it was going to end up on the album and ended up on the album. That I did not know. I did yep. not it's know. It's in that. It's in that interview. It's a really good That's interview awesome. with Eddie. So, so yeah, I gotta say it because I, I think all the, all the tracks on '84, even though it's nowhere near my favorite, I think they're all standout, perfect Van Halen tracks. I gotta go with '84 uh, because I think it sucks. Well, okay, my favorite, hands down, is uh, "Hot for Teacher." Yeah. I think that song fucking rules. Still rules. Greatest video of all time. I agree. One dude, the part where it turns into color, and the oh. teacher's stripping in front of the kids. Dude, yeah, that's Van Halen, man. I, and I, I tell you this, you know what? You know what makes me feel like holy fucking shit? Where's my life gone? Do you know the teacher from that video that gets up on stage and shit? She's still hot. She's in her sixties, and she's still hot. You saw? I saw a picture of her recently. I know, but. She's in her sixties. Well, she might have been like you know, like late thirties or early thirties or not. I know, it's been, but it's been almost it's been over forty years, dude. I know, or getting close to forty years. I I know, but what I'm saying, like, I feel my mortality. I feel like, oh fuck, I might get hit by a bus tomorrow. Well, I'm older than you, dude. I know, but that hot piece of ass that's in fucking uh, hot for teachers in her sixties. But I'd still fuck her. Don't get me wrong, dude. I'd, She's I'd, hot still. Oh, dude. my God. That's a I, hot cougar. I, I, I'd fuck her on principle. I don't care if she looked like fucking Betty Davis. You oh, know? hell yeah. I'd, 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 I'd fuck Sally Struthers because how she looked in All in the Family. Oh, hey, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good, hey, and, and Sally Struthers had a great tits. Hey, little gal. That girl was here. so hot in, in, in that show. And now oh, you look at God. her, it's like... I don't care that she she's Sally Struthers. Oh my God! I, you know, Shake how, that ass, little girl. Oh my God! How, how many Pollocks do you think had hope after that? You know, like <laughs> oh, if, if if the meathead could fuck her, you know maybe I can. Oh, Sally Struthers was a fucking fine piece of ease. Mm, hell yeah! Oh my God! You know, especially you know, and and you look at Archie and Edith, and you're like, oh, they made that. I love television. Uh, somebody fanged Edith behind Archie's back. Oh my God! Yeah, it was probably Mr. Jefferson. He probably but, gave uh, you off. Yeah. Ah, woo! I'm only gonna tell you one time. I had lying to you, woman. Woo! I'll I, be right home, I, Archie. 
<laughs> oh, Archie! Where's my dinner, Edith? Well, she's blowing, Dave. <laughs> All right, so Van Halen breaks up. Uh. The dark, the dark, in, in Van Halen lore, the dark years, Van Halen went away and oh, did I, not... And, and did, l- l- let me ask you this, because uh, I think you'll appreciate this. When Van Halen broke up, that's when that that's when what you hate and what you consider cock rock took over. So uh, two so years later, two years later, yeah. hey, uh, I think the dawn of cock rock was slippery when wet and look what the cat dragged. Yeah, and that, and that, and, that, and, that, and, that, and theater paint to an extent. And that shit never would have happened on David Lee Roth's watch. Probably not. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they went away. They didn't return till 2012, but it wasn't an official reunion because uh, Michael Anthony wasn't there. Right. But they added an, an extremely underrated, extremely amazing bass player. That's Edward Van Halen's kid, Wolfgang Van Halen. That gets a lot of shit because he doesn't, you know, he's chubby. He's fat. So. Yeah. But he's, dude, a different kind of truth. Listen to the beginning of Chinatown and then shut the fuck up. That's Billy Sheen type shit he's doing. Oh my god! Hey, listen, listen to that fucking Honey Baby Sweetie doll. Yeah. yeah. And and try not to think of fucking, uh, you know, women and children first. And that a big, yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm just saying that that's totally of that era. Like, oh my god! You, you know, like like if if if, if you love Van Halen and you hear like Honey Baby Sweetie Doll and you're like no you're you know, an idiot yeah, you're an idiot you're a fucking idiot you're a complete and utter idiot and you know and another thing that that cracks me up about people that complain about this album oh they use too many of the old material alright every fucking Van Halen album in the six pack had old material all yeah. the way up to 84 had House of Pain yeah uh Full bug, um, well, not full bug. Yeah, full, uh, 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 hang them high. Look, look at that that horrible standing on top of the world is the outro riff from fucking jump. Yeah, well, thank God they didn't use none of these killer old songs right. because we have uh, let's get rocking, which turned into out of space. Right. And you know, I mean, I can go on. There is a lot of songs here that I don't think were were around in the early days. You and your blues. Yeah. I don't oh, think so. You know, you Chinatown? Your, you and your blues is amazing. Yeah, uh, Blood and Fire? I don't think. I, and, I'm not sure. As is. Honey Baby Sweetie Doll? And, and, and another one that, that, that people like totally, totally shit on. Like, oh, it's just a rewrite of fucking Ice Cream Man. Stay Frosty is not only musically awesome, but probably some of the best lyrics David has ever done. I agree. Trust an Allah, but tie up your camel. <laughs> you got to cook a lot of rice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Stay Frosty is fucking amazing. This album is amazing. I think oh. this is a fucking stellar album. Yeah. It, and it's long. You know, they could have they cut this in half and released another one, you know, to keep the tradition of short-ass albums. My, 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 my only bitch, and I, I, I hate to side... With uh, with Michael Sweet, who we will interview. I know you you're scared to do it with me, but we're gonna have a fun interview with Michael Sweet. But uh, Michael Sweet said uh, I should have produced that. I that album should have been produced by Ted Templeman. 
I oh, think yeah. I think Ted Templeman could have made that album better. Even I, I don't care. Ted Templeman's like 107 years old right now, but he's still Is he retired. Yes, he's retired from the music business. I believe the last uh, professional, you know, like studio album he did was uh, "Wake Up with a Monster," which I love. Uh, but you know, the Cheap Trick album. Great album. Uh, uh, but I, I think that's the last like professional album he did. But I, I, I think there, there's nobody who knows how Van Halen should sound like Ted Templeman. But, you know, there is a history of Eddie arguing uh, with, with Ted Templeman. And then there's also, there, there, there's always been an issue with Eddie trying to be uh, current and trying to, you know, afraid to sound retro, uh, which is silly. Uh, you know, he always wants to change it up and do something different. Uh, but Ted Templeman, I believe, could have made a great album even better. But I, I love Different Kind of Truth. I really do. Uh, are there some songs I'm like, eh, about on there? Yeah. Yeah. Would it be my least favorite of the David Lee Roth era? Yes. But it's still, it's still, at Van Halen's worst, it's a thousand times better than anything they did with fucking Hagar or fucking Sharon. I mean, get the fuck out of here. I mean, when you get Dave and Eddie together, there is a fucking magic. There is a chemistry. There is something that, that it's undeniable. It, and it's, that's to me what creates Van Halen. And I don't mean to take anything away from Michael Anthony or Alex, you know, because I love both of them to death. But when you, just to have Eddie and Dave together, you create something that is an anomaly. You know, and not that shitty Ace Frehley album, but a true anomaly. Uh, something that, that can't be denied. Something that is absolutely Americana and, and fucking rock and roll through and through. And again, to go back to Americana, there is nothing more American than fucking Van Halen. Than true Van Halen. And you gotta also, a lot of credit has to go to Wolfgang because he's the one that really talked his dad into bringing Dave back and, and, and using a lot of these demos. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, he yeah. had a lot to do with uh, this, this reunion. Yeah, and, and what, what, I, what I love is, is uh, you, you know, the balls on this kid, you know, to say, like, and, and, and I believe, like, you know, it, it's no Eddie loves his son. Eddie, like, like any father. I mean, he loves his son. But he truly cherishes his fucking son. I mean, even that horrible fucking 316 thing he did on uh, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, you know, was for his son. He loves his son. But his son had enough foresight when he grew up and grew a little bit of hair on his balls and said, like, Dad, this is this is, this is is the best shit you ever did. Yep. You need this guy back. You don't need Sammy Hagar. You need David Lee Roth. You know, <laughs> and I was like... This is is fucking balls on heavy metal, and you know it, and it really does. It, it's it's a um, it, it's a true way to tell who I think a person is. And I know this sounds shallow, and it might come off as funny, but I use this in real life. And like when I date a woman, that 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 is a question I ask on the first date. Van Halen, 
David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar. Because that tells me all I need to know about you and all I need to know about you as an individual. You know, are you, are, are you a bland, uh, fucking, you know, pasty white docker wearing piece of shit? Or are you a fucking wild child, rock and roller, like the epitome of fucking rock and roll? And all you need to know about that is what we've done so far in, in every fucking expo and in, in our fan base because we are, you know, we, we, we weed out those fucking Sammy Hagar motherfuckers, you know? Well, we discourage them from the fucking page. You know who gets shit done is fucking David Lee Roth fans. People who understand David Lee Roth and understand what he is to music and, and, and what he really is, that's the kind of people we attract. We attract David Lee Roth fans, and those are real motherfuckers. That's why we've raised the most money three years in a fucking row. We'll never be the throne. There's other podcasts out there. Might have better numbers. Who has fans like the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast? Nobody. Because we are an army of Roth. We are an army of Van Halen. We are an army of people who, who think not only... You know, we don't think from the head. We think from the fucking crotch. You know, we think from the fucking dick, just like true Van Halen. And we will fuck you in the ass every time and conquer you. And God damn it, I love Van Halen. I love America. I'm not a nationalist. I am a true patriot. I love America. I love what it truly stands for. And Van Halen is all about that. Fucking A. Bunch of Van Hagar fans listen to all the podcasts. Yeah, you goddamn right, bunch of pussies. And so, even, so, go ahead. And, and I'm going to say, let's even talk about the live album. Let's talk about the well, live well, album. Well, we haven't picked a favorite off this one. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, okay, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Yeah, all right, I'll go. Honey Baby Sweetie Doll is my favorite. Okay. Very close with As Is and Bullethead. All right. Uh, my least favorite is Tattoo, and I like it. Uh, but I think it was a bad idea to put that as a single. I agree. All right. Well, uh, my favorite, uh, we agree. Uh, well, I, I, I should preface this. I should preface this. I think the best song on the album is Stay Frosty. My, I think musically, lyrically, I mean, oh, my God. It, it, it nails it out the park. My favorite song is Honey Baby Sweetie Dow. My least favorite would be uh, That's the Problem with Never. Is my least favorite. And uh, not bad, but I, I don't think it's a great performance from Dave. It was in the set list. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, my, my no, least No, I would have preferred way many other songs. Oh, yeah. And, and, but I do love that song. And, and while I do agree there's problems with Tattoo... There are problems with Tattoo. I think Tattoo would be a thousand times better if he would have left the original lyrics. Uh, you know, I think the failure of Tattoo falls completely on David Lee Roth. Uh, and not, and nothing musically, nothing, you know, other than that. I think David Lee Roth dropped the ball. I think he should have stuck with the original lyrics. I forget what the name of the song was. It was on. Yeah, I know. Uh, flame, Down in Flames. Yeah, Down in Flames. Uh, I think we're way better, uh, but I still, uh, I still love tattoo. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But yeah, yeah. Trouble with never. That would be my my least favorite. Uh, 
uh, favorite, Honey Baby Sweetie Dial, but I think the best is fucking uh, Stay Frosty. It, it to, to me, is like a fucking cashmere-esque uh, a masterpiece. But, uh, you know, th- then you also have this live album that they recorded, uh, which has uh, the worst album cover that Van Halen ever put out. Oh, my God, is that the shittiest fucking album cover ever? And believe it or not, there was another band with that same album cover. Oh, my, because, well, well, well the, I mean, the funny thing is uh, a different kind of truth is a ripoff of the Commodores. The Commodores have an album. Right. Uh, yeah, with, uh, the, with the train, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the same fucking thing. But I got, I believe it, it was this Black Sabbath box that I got. It has a tour book inside. And there's a, a band that was touring with them or something and advertising uh, had the same album cover as uh, Van Halen. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a horrible album cover. But what I will say is that is an amazing, like, warts and all live album uh there's there, there's songs on there where dave shines there's songs on there where dave is like holy shit you know it sounds like a frog getting fucking ass raped uh, but throughout it all when i listen to it i feel like i'm at a van halen concert and and, and and I get the joy and I get like even when he hits a bum note it doesn't matter because the passion and the joy is there and it's enjoyable and, and, and both you and I agree like our favorite live albums are live albums that are doctored up you know like Unleashing the East you know you know none of these Kiss albums exist in real life you fucking idiots in case you don't know uh, you know that's all studio fucking magic but this is one that's like, hey, th- th- this shit ain't touched up. Because if it was, it would sound a little bit better. But musically, the band sounds tight. Dave is on and off on certain songs. But there is the overall feel. Like, if you listen to it, if you don't listen to just one song, if you listen to that live album as an album, and you listen to it all the way through, you get the joy and the feel of being at a Van Halen concert warts and all and and i appreciate that and 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 i love the balls of that they're like you know dave's like hey fuck it okay i hit a bump note whatever don't doctor it up this was the fucking show you know and uh and 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 the joy and the fun of that makes me enjoy that live album and makes it way better than that horrible right here right now bullshit where you get a guy that's supposedly a better singer but there's no passion there. There's no magic. There's no like, oh, this is great, you know. I mean, for Christ's sake, that 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 live album was the one that finally made me give up on Van Hagar because I kept trying. Like, okay, I'm I'm gonna give it a try. Maybe I'll come around. Maybe I'll come around. I love this band so much. Maybe you know. And when I heard that live album. You know that, that that some people think sounds great. I was like, no. That's when I fucking had a mental breakdown and said, no, no, I will never accept anything other than fucking David Lee Roth because this is fucking garbage. You know. Right. So I love that. But happy Fourth of July. Happy, you know. Uh, I I love America. I love all our our listeners that are abroad. We have so many listeners all over the world, and. Uh, I, I, I don't think you guys got the day off, but, uh, you know, fuck it. Have, have fun, get drunk, and just celebrate Van Halen. You don't even have to be a patriot. Just, just celebrate Brent Van Halen. 
but as an American, I can't think of a better fucking band and a better representation of what my America is than Van Halen. I love it. Amen to that. So uh, I got to go, Ian. Uh, I want to edit this and uh, send it to you. It's almost 5.30 already. All right. And we've been talking a while, so I want to thank everybody. This is a special 4th of July. Ian, don't pass out on me. Don't make me edit this shit and waste all this time for you not to put it up to me. All right. Well, you send it to me and 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 make sure you call me because that yeah, way. Yeah, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna yeah, call you. because I have my ringer on. So even if I all pass right. out, I'll wake up and put this up. All right, people. So that's our f- happy Fourth of July, yes. everybody. Crank some Van Halen. Yes, we we love you all. Thank you for all the donations for the Rock and Pot Expo. You guys are the the fucking greatest, and I, I just want to say this real quick. Uh, you know, the Rock and Pod Expo uh, every year, you guys come out and, and fucking stand up. And there's so many other shows that fucking hate us and talk trash, and you know, and and these other podcasts they have more downloads and they get more famous guests and stuff. We have the best audience that there is out there in podcasts the most loyal audience everything I mean you guys are the fucking best and you prove it time and time again so thank you I love you from the bottom of my heart thank you so much the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast audience I love you I love you and yeah and I love you guys too and I'm putting I'm not even really gonna edit this I'm just gonna edit our little bathroom break add some music and you're gonna listen to this warts and all there you I ain't go. got time to edit this because I gotta leave. Just like a live Van Halen album. Happy Ow! trails to, to you until we meet again. Happy trails. Keep going. Happy trails. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. One, two, three. Happy trails. God, you're like Alex Van Halen in the Hot for Teacher video. Happy trails to you. Until we meet, bum 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 again. again. Good night. <laughs> we love you all. All right, dude.